Welcome to Driving with Jack Down, where I'm definitely not driving. And <laughs> um, the whole idea of this podcast came from the fact that when I was driving to and from work, all these random ideas would pop into my head um, story ideas, the meaning of life. And I'm like, I would love to create a podcast just based on all the things that I think about going in the car. Mm. So that's why it's called Driving with Jack Town. Our first guest is Sarah Schultz, who is also hey. known as Sarah Nicole Schultz in the acting world. I know you very well, Sarah, but um, the people listening... I just nodded like the people listening could see me nod. Yes, <laughs> they c- we have a camera right now rigged in this blanket fort. Great. Also, for those of you that don't know, blanket forts are a really great substitute for sound booths. So, first of all, one of the things that I think people would be interested to know is, how have you been involved in different creative projects? Because you and I have been in similar projects, but with different roles. How would you say the arts have been a part of your life? Gosh, okay. So, my life is pretty much full of creative. That's like almost all that my life is. Um, I've helped Rachel with film projects, filming for her with her Olema project and acting in her Olema project, which both have been great. Um, we've also done projects with our good friend Jesse Puffenberger. He does his Doctor What film series. Again, both acting and filming for both of us. You filmed some. Yeah. I also work with a local community theater company, and I do a lot of different stuff with them. I act in their community theater shows. And my husband set designs for their shows. He actually works for them doing that. And I work for them with their junior program. Right now I'm directing one of their children's shows. And sometimes I'll teach one of their children's classes. Um, Right now I teach drama at a school one day a week. And I work with a nonprofit theater group. Um, Not really theater. I work with a nonprofit traveling ministry called Wyrock Drama Ministry. You can look it up on the Googles. And um, they will pop up. And they're pretty awesome. But... uh, yeah, so a lot of different stuff. I love all aspects of performing, and uh, film is one of those really fun, intimate ways of filming and connecting with people. Theater is too, but theater is more of like, it's different. It's it's cool. I'm talking too much. Ask well, another question. <laughs> well, okay, so you brought up the fact, and we'll, we'll jump around with all the different things, but how, how has theater and film been different? Because you have, at least amateur film-wise, you have quite a bit of experience in that. How are they different? You know, film is different because you can take as many takes as you want, provided that your camera battery has enough life (laughs) Um, and that it doesn't rain on you because amateur filming does a lot of filming outside and weather needs to be good for that. Um, So filming, it's a lot more intimate in the sense that, like, you don't have to project, you don't have to be overly dramatic. You just, it's more about being real Hmm. and... um, it's kind of like you're performing, even though a lot of people might see what you end up doing as far as film goes, it's kind of like you're performing for just one person. Compared to like a theater, you perform for hundreds of people, you know, and there's a different vibe when you're going out there and it's raw, and if you make a mistake, you just have to improvise and go with it, and there's like hundreds of people out there and you hear their reaction, you hear their laughter, and with other aspects of theater, you can see the expression on their face if it's a very serious and dramatic moment. Um, with some of the stuff that the drama ministry that I work with does, we even look out and we see people crying. So like theater is very raw in that sense. And film is less raw. It can still be organic and it should be when you're filming, but you have more takes and you have 
more chances mm -hmm. to to redo it and to edit it and to really get into the deep um you know aspects of it yeah so, yeah the timing and the beat for film heavily depends on the person editing it i would say mm -hmm. they kind of set the tone because depending on how they cut that they could make or break it yeah i, I would agree i think it's a very different feel because i mean i do mm -hmm. both as well and it's so different yeah <laughs> yeah it is but both are great i love both Mm -hmm. Now, we both do film. We both do theater to a certain extent. But the thing is, though, you and I are very different in the way we have experienced those. Yeah. Because I think we were even talking about this the last time we were at a film set, is that I've been more the person to come up with ideas, but you're a really good person at taking ideas and running with them and making them come to life. How have you done that in uh, theater, film, whatever? With film, well, when it comes to, like, if people have ideas and they want to shoot me a script and I can edit it or, you know, give my thoughts, I really enjoy doing that because it's already written. I don't have to write anything. I just take what they've already done and then just, like, either expand or or whatever it might be. So that's that's really enjoyable. And then with film, you know, I like taking what people have done and, and, you know, finding cool camera angles and shots and stuff for those things and suggesting ideas and things, as long as it's permitted, because sometimes too many suggestions are, are a bad thing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess, yeah, I guess when somebody has an idea, I like to encourage them in it and make sure that they, that they do it and, and roll with it and show that, you know, their ideas are awesome. Um, and then with theater, I don't know, like, I guess recently the show that the theater company I work with is doing had a um, some big changes that went on with the show that we were doing and the director who came in to work on our show you know completely changed up the way that he wanted my character to be and it was super fun and it was great to try and I had to just roll with it and go with it and and I think it worked out really well and and I like the way that it's going so I don't know if that answers your question or not but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean even like even on film sets especially I think is where I've seen it the most where Jesse will be filming something, and you're like, oh, what about this angle? What about that angle? And I feel like you're the person that your goal in life is to be in the most ridiculous positions for <laughs> filming possible all the time. <laughs> like, it's fun. I feel like it's a personal challenge for you. Okay, what is the most ridiculous position you've ever been in in filming? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. This isn't ridiculous, but one time I climbed up that thing and sat on top of it to film for you with Olema with the rain. It was raining and like I climbed up on top of the thing. Oh, it was a fire escape. Was it? Yeah. Oh no, that was with Dr. What. <clears throat> I did go up a fire escape for Dr. What, but that's not that crazy. It was at the railroad track. There was that like pillar thing that I climbed up and I sat on top of that pillar. Oh, a cement pillar. Mm -hmm. But I've also gotten down, I feel like I've gotten in the dirt for some things like down on the ground or I don't know. There's, I, there's too many to remember. <laughs> Oh, man. But I don't mind getting dirty when it comes to getting a good camera angle. No, it's true. It's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I don't know. How about you? What are your favorite aspects of film versus theater? I like with the fact that with the film, there aren't really any limits. I mean, yes, there are limits. But you can fake it with film so easily. I love the fact that you can, um, with limited costuming and with the right angles and setup, you can create a world it within a normal world with theater you can do that but you have to paint elaborate sets and get elaborate costumes you have to make it so that someone at the back of the theater can see it just as well as someone from the front mm -hmm. and that's where I'm not I don't have as much experience doing that so I'm more intimidating 
taking on a huge theater production compared to a huge independent film project. Independent yeah. film project, I feel like you can fake it enough to survive. <laughs> you can you can make things up and make things work and it's fun and I love it. But I have to say I have I do love theater. Mostly because I love the kids I work with right now. They make a good team and they have fun together. And I really appreciate that about them. This year in particular, I made teams in my class and they are in charge of props and makeup and stuff. And I'm gonna go to them first and have them come up with ideas and then I'll kind of run by them, check with it and pretty much it's all them. And it's really exciting. It's really cool, so. That's cool. How do you um, intertwine your uh, like faith with your performing? Oh, I feel like I should ask you that. <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Okay, because you have been in way more, and for those of you that don't know, um, we're both Christians. We both believe in Christ and follow Christ. Um, so that literally affects every part of our lives. Even if we're in an environment where no one else believes in Christ, we're not going to jam it down people's throats, but it's going to affect the way we interact with them and how we speak and act and um, whether we express that or not. Sarah, you've been in several areas or even film groups, like you were in a filming Mm -hmm. festival where um, you were, it was a very different environment. How have you learned to intertwine your faith with all these different areas and stuff? and words and bleh. <laughs> and bleh. Um, yeah, it's definitely important as a Christian actor to have a set of standards that you abide by so that when certain things come up, you're just straightforward and, you know, this is something that I won't do, you know. Has that happened to you before? Yeah, when I was um, in the one film festival that you were talking about, my character was supposed to curse, and that's something that I personally choose not to do in real life or on film. Um, it's a personal thing, and it's something that I really felt like, you know, I don't want to be doing this. So I had to, you know, say to the director, is there something else I can say here? Because, you know, I won't say this. And he didn't seem too happy, but he he did it. I think he was also not too happy because two of his other actors were also Christians. And the one, I believe, also had a curse word and they just took it out. And the other was supposed to take Christ's name in vain and she didn't and so this cursing and stuff that he had written into his film was omitted because we just wouldn't say it so it automatically made his film cleaner which I think is great Um, and then other times you know other things have happened and uh, I'm sure that more will happen in the future where we just have to just stand firm in what we believe and the thing is you don't need all those things to make your film or your show good yeah you know um, I'm but I'm, I'm playing a character where in the movie Grease, her skirt is supposed to get lifted up above her head or whatever, and that's something that I said I wouldn't do. And when they you know brought that up, I said, can we do something else besides that? And they had something else that they could do besides it, and it's great, and it's I think it's great what we're doing instead. And so there's always something else that you can put in there. You don't need all these different things. Yeah. But it's it's cool because being in a secular field, you get to be an example of Christ on set, Again, it's not about shoving it down people's throats, but just about living your life for them and showing that you're willing to um, be kind to them and show love to them and that you have respect for them as a person because they're created in the image of God, just like you are. Everyone is important, and God wants everyone to come to know him and to have a relationship with Jesus, so we have to treat them like that, treat them like like the awesome people that they are, and yeah. you know, hopefully they will see their need for Jesus. So. Yeah, and then it's also cool because being on a set with friends or a Christian environment is cool too because 
what you're doing is honoring Christ. So it's neat to be on a um, like a secular set and you get to be an example of Christ, but it's cool to be on a set full of believers too because you just have that connection. So both are really yeah. great. I like both. Yeah. I have to say, I think when we had mentioned uh, the how you were on set and none of the Christians on set would curse. I think some people might take that and be like, well, you just ruined his project. But and you made this clear that you guys did that respectfully. Mm-hmm. Like, And he was cool with it, obviously, because he allowed it. He may not have been happy with it at first, but he went with it and mm-hmm. it, it turned out good. And it was neat because it actually ended up making, you know, we kind of had this inside joke then because I was supposed to curse and say well, I was supposed to curse and say that's a lot of blood and I was like can I say something else and then we just ended up like joking like oh that's a lot of blood so like we just ended up like joking around about a goofy way to say it which I didn't I said it in a in a not goofy way it was a very professional sounding way <laughs> but it didn't have the curse word in it and it worked just fine that's and so beautiful. yeah so it was cool I have to agree though like especially when we're on set um of Dr. What a lot of the people on set of Dr. What are believers and um it's really neat how a lot of times our set sessions end up being prayer sessions mm-hmm. or let's talk about life and Jesus sessions because we just we know we can talk to each other about that stuff and we're open with each other yeah, I also had a great opportunity a couple years ago, and you don't have to put all this stuff in because your podcast would just be terribly long, so use what you want. <laughs> but I had a really cool opportunity about a year and a half ago to participate in a show called God's Masterpiece. And so that was a theater show that was just a bunch of believers telling the story of Jesus and how he died and came back to life. And that was a really neat experience because two of my good friends were in it, and then we made a bunch of new friends, you know, people that mm-hmm. we had never met before. And it was really cool to come together and do that, and that was really neat. Mm-hmm. I think Christian theater is a is a cool thing that is kind of lacking in most places. I would agree. I do have one final thing for you. Because we started out as kids with a camera <laughs> and nonsense. Uh, and in, We're still kids. Well, who you <laughs> It's true. But, like, what would you say to someone that has creative ideas, whether that's film, theater, etc.? Would you have any advice for someone that's starting out on their creative path? Just do it. No. <laughs> Insert crazy motions here. Just do it. Um, yeah, I mean, don't don't give in to the temptation to be discouraged. Just try and, and do it because you love it. Whatever it is that you love to do, you do it because you love it. You be creative not to try and make money or to earn a buck or, or whatever. You be creative because you love being creative mm-hmm. and because God made you that way. And if in the end, you know, you end up making a career out of it. That's cool. But it's not about making a career out of it. It's about doing it because you love it. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> to add on to that, find a buddy. Mm-hmm. Find someone to be creative yes. with. That's how you and I became friends. Yeah. Like, for real friends, not just, you know, <laughs> see each other every now and then friends. Mm-hmm. Seriously, though, because, like, I mean, even in coming together to make this podcast and some other narrations for Olima, like, before then, I've, I've been wanting to have a creative session of some kind for the longest time, but it's not any fun by yourself. And maybe you're one of those creatives that could do that. I'm not. I feed off of other people's energy. So find a buddy. Find someone that you can work with. Yeah. That loves things that you love. Yeah. <laughs> we have a conclusive statement. Any final thoughts? Conclusive statement. Listen to the next podcast. 
This has been Driving with Jugtown, and I'm your host, Rachel, the show where we may or may not be driving, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we may be inside of a blanket fort. Or a car. Holding some pantyhose for a sound filter thingy. We are professionals. <laughs> yeah! Alright, bye guys. Have a great life, or whatever. Live whatever life you want. Okay. We love you. Bye.